Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. Joe Zink uh, coming to you today on this Friday, uh, April the 17th. Uh, and uh, I am hoping as we continue through this octave of Easter that you continue, oh gosh, just to be filled with that sense of resurrection, that that uh, was not left on Sunday, but that that joy uh, continues to um, just build within you. Uh, whether it is a, a, a roaring fire or whether it is just a calm, quiet burn, slow burn, that that joy of the resurrection, the hope that it brings, the, the victory uh, that is won through it, that we are just reminded the world and all that is in it is Christ's. Um, and we have nothing to fear. We are held in the hands of the victor, and it is already won, brothers and sisters, that is just the best. Anyway, uh, today, gospel. We are going to close out uh, John's gospel, almost close it out. Uh, it's the story that brings it to a close, although we only hear about half of it today. Uh, it is that marvelous, marvelous story, uh, John chapter 21, in the epilogue uh, of uh, John's gospel. Um, where uh, it is the story that I'll just call the redemption of Peter, uh, how Jesus reaches out to him, uh, the resurrected Christ, I'll say, reaches out to him. Uh, and of course, Peter is every man, because uh, if Christ can do this to, to Peter, of course, he can do it for you and I. So let's read our gospel today. For those following along who wish to, we are uh, in John chapter 21, verse 1 to 14. Let's pray. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus revealed himself again to his disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. He revealed himself in this way. Together with Simon Peter... Thomas called Didymus, Nathanael from Cana and Galilee, Zebedee's sons, and two other of his disciples. Simon P Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We also will come with you. So they went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. When it was already dawn, Jesus was standing on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. Jesus said to them, Children, have you caught anything to eat? They answered him, No. So he said to them, Cast the net over the right side of the boat, and you will find something. So they cast it, and were not able to pull it in because of the number of fish. So the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he tucked in his garment, for he was lightly clad, and jumped into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, for they were not far from the shore, only about a hundred yards, dragging the net with the fish. When they climbed out on the shore, they saw a charcoal fire with Jesus, excuse me, a charcoal fire with fish on it and bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you just caught. So Simon Peter went over and dragged the net ashore, full of one hundred 53 large fish. Even though there were so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come, have breakfast. And none of the disciples dared to ask him, Who are you? Because they realized it was the Lord. Jesus came over and took the bread and gave it to them, 
and in like manner the fish. This was now the third time Jesus was revealed to his disciples after being raised from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Gosh, most people, well, I don't know. This is not true. Most people, it's not true. Some people who know me know this is one of my absolute favorite stories in all of Scripture because it is just so rich and so much to talk about. And I don't want to bore you by talking about it because we could talk about it for just a long, long time. Um, so I'll just try to hit some of the highlights because there's so much here. But again, I'm going to call it the redemption of Peter because if the gospel were to go on after the dinner, after Jesus serves them, um, is when uh, Jesus and Peter walk along the shore and Jesus says, Peter, do you love me? Three times. And so that's why I call it the redemption of Peter, because that redemption begins here with what we heard today. So um, let's just kind of set the scene. Uh, as I mentioned, this is the epilogue. Uh, the, the gospel finishes uh, in John chapter 20, which basically says, you know, this was written about Jesus. And, and if uh, we were to write down everything, you know, all the books in, in, uh, in the world couldn't hold all these things. And so this is kind of a later edition added on, but just a terrific story. Um, and so uh, here's what we see. We see Peter and many of the disciples. Uh, Peter looks at them and says, I'm going fishing. So again, this is more than a story just about fishing. Essentially, Peter is saying, I'm going back to my old life. Um, this one didn't work out the way that I had hoped. Um, and so he's going back, he's returning to that which he knows. And the others say, okay, we're going to do the same thing. I mean, there's just uh, that, that mythological uh, understanding, um, uh, that underlying uh, between the, the, the words uh, idea of what's going on here. And so they go in the boat, they catch nothing, of course, because we can't catch anything without Christ's assistance without Christ uh, directing our, our steps and directing our actions. Uh, and then uh, Jesus is on the shore, you know, children, have you caught anything? No, cast over to the right-hand side, and they do, and they catch so many fish that they're not able to pull it in. So again, remember this whole theme, and we've been seeing it with Mary Magdalene. We saw it on the road to Emmaus on Wednesday, this I only know this resurrected Christ through different ways and different signs. Our hearts burning within us. That's how we knew it was him. Uh, through the breaking of the bread, that's how we knew it was him. Through being known at that intimate level, Mary, oh, Rabboni, that's how we know it's him. How do we know it's Christ here? Through the, the fruit of the action when they caught nothing, there was nothing to know and nothing to see. But it was only after the nets were full, so full to breaking that they couldn't bring them in the boat, that the disciple whom Jesus loved recognizes the presence of the resurrected Christ. It is the Lord. Peter, again, 
was second to getting it. The disciple whom Jesus loved gets it first. It is the Lord. And then it says, when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he tucked in his garment, for he was lightly clad. Let's just, and then he jumps in the sea. Let's, let's cut through the Bible speak. What this means is Peter was naked. Uh, he was fishing in, in, uh, in nakedness. Uh, now, one could mean that is, gosh, must have been a warm night out and Peter was naked and just, you know, that's what guys do when they're out on the boat fishing. Now, possibly on one level, that is true. I have never fished in the night on the Sea of Galilee, so I cannot say. But what it's really saying, brothers and sisters, is again, think of when Peter last met Jesus. He was denying him. Think of, uh, let's even go beyond that. Let's go back to Adam and Eve when they're in the garden and they eat the uh, fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Immediately, they knew they were naked and they covered and hid themselves from God. Brothers and sisters, that's what's going on here. I used to think, ah, oh, Peter, it's the Lord. And Peter was so excited that it's the Lord that he jumped in the sea because he wanted to get closer to God and he was swimming in. I don't think that's what the writer's saying at all. I think Peter, like Adam and Eve, know then his nakedness. Peter, in the presence of God, knows that he is naked and naked from shame, from the denials that he has had, and he jumps in the sea to hide from, from the Lord. Well, okay, brothers and sisters, then everything is brought in, the fish come in, the boats come in, um, and 153 odd fish, I could talk about that, but, I, but that's just a story for another time. And, uh, and what does it say? It says, when they climbed out on the shore, they saw a charcoal fire with fish on it and bread. It doesn't just say a fire. Why is that important? Because there's only one other time in the Gospels that the word charcoal is used, and it's used around a fire. Do you know when that is? It's around the fire that Peter, a charcoal fire, that Peter was warming himself in the outer courtyard um, when he was confronted and said, I've I seen you somewhere. I recognize you. I, you. You're a Galilean. And he says, no, no, no. And so that's why, again, I think this story is about the redemption of Peter. He is naked. He's hiding from God. But Jesus brings him to the very sin, that very essence, that place where he denied him, around the charcoal fire. And it is there that he will feed him. It is on the, on the, on the very root of our sin that that we will find forgiveness. It's that great axiom that the saint said, and forgive me, I, re I forget the, the, the name of the particular saint, but it is where we stumble that we there find pure gold because it is there we find the mercy and forgiveness of God. Jesus is bringing Peter to the very point where he cannot, he knows this is about him, and he knows it's about that denial, and God is going to take that and make it the very essence of who he is in his ministry. It's going to invite him to a humility that he probably didn't have before. Christ needs to bring him into the sin in order for Peter to be forgiven. We can't hide from it. We must meet Christ at it. And it is there, brothers and sisters, we find pure gold. Because it is there after he eats on this of the food of this charcoal fire, the very place of his denial, that Jesus walks with him and says, 
Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? My friends, if our God can do this for Peter, he can do it for all of us. For all of us. This, this is the essence of who God is. This is not a, a neat story from 2,000 years ago. Our God invites us to the essence of those places that shame we carry with us today, those places from which we hide from God, that we are naked and we are ashamed. Our God invites us to them, not to avoid them. He invites us to them, and he can make them new. And he looks at us in the midst of those places of shame and those places of emptiness and those places of of sin within our life, and we all have them, every one of us, brothers and sisters. We must own up to that. It is, it is in a sense, how an alcoholic can say, I am, my name is Joe and I'm an alcoholic. It's not done in a shaming way. It's done to say, I name that as part of who I am. And in naming it, it loses its power. Christ invites us to that place that we can name it with him so he can take it from us. And we no longer carry its weight and we can be made new that he will look at us and say, Joe or whoever is listening to this, do you love me? And we can say, yes, Lord, you know I do. And that very place of shame becomes a place of sustenance, becomes a place of grace. It is there we find pure gold. Brothers, this story is the redemption of Peter, but it is a story of the redemption of you and I. Let's pray. We are on our fifth and last glorious mystery today, which is uh, Mary is crowned queen of heaven. So let's take a moment, think of uh, an intention for which you would like to pray today, and let's pray that decade of the rosary. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. The fifth glorious mystery, Mary is crowned queen of heaven. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, have a wonderful weekend uh, as we continue through this octave and complete its celebration on Sunday, Divine Mercy Sunday. Uh, may you be held in the uh, resurrected embrace of our God uh, and know that we do not have to run from our shame. Uh, in fact, that is the place to meet our God and allow him to bring us through it. God bless you.